The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca, and this is our master's class, and we're here with our masters of the ring, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. You only get the master's class exclusively right here on the Busted Open Podcast, so make sure you subscribe. Also, you could see what you've been hearing with the Busted Open Podcast on YouTube, so make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube page. Click that notification bell so you know each and every time there's a new video. Now, this is an extension of a conversation that we had on our live show on SiriusXM, which is available Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And it's about something that's important that I don't feel there's enough people putting importance on. And that's wrestling schools. And Bully, you have the 3D Academy in Danbury, Connecticut. And you have a lot of potential wrestlers come to your school in and out of that door, I'm sure, all of the time, Bully. So let me first ask you, what is the question you hear the most from potential students. Uh, just a little background real quick. In 2007, myself and Devon opened up the Team 3D Academy in Kissimmee, Florida. We've been running the academy since then. Uh, I relocated back to the Northeast. So now I run the Team 3D Academy in uh, Danbury, Connecticut. Devon has the Devon Dudley Academy in Florida still. So we're both doing the same thing, the same type of training in two different locations. So if you're interested in a good school, you can go see Devon in Florida or myself in Connecticut. A really quick bully. I'm sorry, really quick before you answer my question, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw out another fact as well. And it's going to be different for when we get to Tommy, you know, bully, you got screwed when it comes when it came to a wrestling school. So briefly, can you give us the story of what happened with you when you thought you were going to a reputable pro wrestling school? I was supposed to be trained by Johnny Rods. Uh, Dreamer was trained by Johnny Rods. Devon was trained by Johnny Rods. Big Dick Dudley was trained by Johnny Rods. Taz was trained by Johnny Rods. Bill DeMott was trained by Johnny Rods. Uh, Mondo Clean was trained by Johnny Rods. I was supposed to be one of those guys. I, I met with Johnny. I sat down with Johnny. The guy that introduced me to Johnny 
is the guy that pulled the wool over my eyes and lied to me. I won't even mention his name. And there are not many people in the wrestling business that I have a vendetta against and who still have, when they cross my path, they will feel my wrath. But this guy still does, because I, uh, no matter how great things worked out for me in my career, I was still lied to and taken advantage of. This guy told me he wanted to open up a wrestling school five minutes away from my house, as opposed to driving an hour to uh, Johnny Rod's every week. He told me that he had a 20 by 20 WWE ring, which he did. He told me that he was friends with people in the WWE who would give me a job once I was done with my training. He told me he had a deal with HBO. He was opening up his own wrestling federation and I would be his first world champion. He told me everything that a guy who had never been in a ring before, but aspired his whole life to be in a wrestling ring, wanted to hear. He took my cash and then completely sold me on a bag of goods. My first day in wrestling school, I learned how to throw drop kicks. No 400 pound man should be learning how to throw a drop kick his first day in wrestling school. There's a lot of things you need to know before you even step in a ring. His school was never successful, never produced anybody successful other than me. And it wasn't because of his school. It was because of what the business taught me along the way. So I never forgot about how bad I truly got raped early on in my career and lied to. You asked me about the number one question that students ask me when they walk in. It's probably the most obvious one. When can I have my first match? And I'm brutally honest with everybody who comes through my doors. I probably say things to potential students that I shouldn't say because... I want them to have full disclosure. To me, it is not all about the money. To me, it is about putting quality back into the professional wrestling business. And when I say quality, it's about respect for the industry and people who will he help the wrestling industry be better. Because in my opinion, wrestling right now at the entry level is not better. I, I can tell you for a fact it is not better because there are too many wrestling schools out there who are doing to potential students what I had done to me, just taking people's money. Um, Tommy has spent time at my school. Tommy has helped train guys at my school. My school is very strict and very regimented. You know, Dave, I can appreciate and respect every uh, branch of the military the Army, the Air Force, the Marines, the Navy. But the Army offers you incentive to go into the Army. They'll pay for your college tuition. They'll give you money, right? You know what the incentive is to become a Marine? What's that? Because you want to be a fucking Marine. That's why. And that's what I do at my school. I train Marines. And for the first, from the first time you step foot on those footprints in Paris Island, that's what it's like at the Team 3D Academy. It's real deal pro wrestling training. It's old school rules, new school tools. It's it's the, the training that Johnny Rods passed down along the way to guys like Taz, Dreamer, Devon, you name it. It's the way guys should be, guys and gals should be taught. 
I believe that the pro, you know, they always say the problem starts at the top. I believe in wrestling, the problem starts at the at the bottom from day one. I want to get more into that, but before I do, you mentioned your first day at school that you went into the ring to learn a drop kick. How long should it be until a potential wrestler actually steps through those ropes into a ring? This is something that I learned from Taz when he opened up the House of Hardcore. Uh, that was ECW's uh, pro wrestling school. Taz made you graduate to a wrestling ring, which forced you to earn more respect for the industry. And, and it helped you to achieve a goal. There are so many things that you need to learn before you even, even need to get into a wrestling ring. So Taz had an amateur wrestling mat set up at the House of Hardcore, where you learned how to walk the same way you would walk in a wrestling ring, where you would learn how to lock up the same way you would in a wrestling ring, where you would learn to do everything that you need to know on your feet, chain wrestlings, reversals, balance, holds. And then once you quote unquote mastered that, which took about three months, then you graduated to a ring. That's when you learned how to actually get in a ring. That's how you actually learned how to walk in a ring. That's when you learned how to hit the ropes in the ring, how to take bumps in the ring. So with us, I try to do the same thing. I teach you everything you need to know on the floor first before you eventually graduate to a ring. And it also helps to weed out the guys and gals who don't truly want to do this. Everybody thinks they can do it. They walk in, they tell me that they watch wrestling all their life. It's been their passion all their life, you know, yada, yada. But what makes you think you can do this? And the type of training that we do at the Team 3D Academy weeds out a lot of people early on. Uh, Tommy, talk about your experience. Obviously, we heard the negative and a horrible experience when it came to wrestling schools for bully. What was your experience and how did you get the school that you went to? I get asked this question all the time. Um, I get asked all the time, Dave, how do I become a pro wrestler? Which is astonishing to me with something called Google. Mm -hmm. um, and then it turns to like my generation, there were no wrestling schools. Um, my experience was, was great because of my trainer, WWE Hall of Famer, Johnny Rods. But listening to Bubba's, uh, it happens all the time. Why? Because we're also fans. And, you know, the person who did it to Bully, he wasn't a big star, but like, Dave, we listened to our own interviews. Buzz Sawyer ripped off Magnum TA and The Undertaker. And like, because you're, you're looking at it like, well, this guy's a big star. And okay, you're looking at it like a mark. And if you're, you you want to step over that guardrail, you have to look at it from different. And there's nothing wrong with being a fan. But when I'm telling you a mark, a mark is a derogatory term is we're stealing your money because we're treating you like you have no intelligence. Um, For when them bully, if there was a trainer today that lets you get into the ring and, hey, what move do you want to learn? And they teach you it today. That's your first sign of maybe you should leave. Um, My trainer. After I paid him in full, after I had a, a meeting with him, I sat where I drove to Brooklyn from Yonkers, New York, um, paid tolls, gas, 
and sat there all day. And I just sat and he goes, okay, good. Sit and watch. Next day, same thing. All right. Then here comes another week. Same thing. And I'm like, man, is this guy? And then he goes, okay, get in the ring. You watch wrestling, be a referee. You're a fan, right? Be a referee. And I'm getting out of the way. And now he goes, now this is three weeks in. Okay, take a bump. I'm sorry, what's a bump? So how much was I really watching? How much was I learning? And now I know that wrestling fans understand what the term a bump means. But he goes, you know, fall down. The moment I first fell down, huh, get up, do it again. I did it again. And, dude, those first bumps, they hurt. And then he goes, all right, I'll see you next week. And I was like, hmm. And then the next week, get into the ring. Get out of the ring. You got into the ring wrong. And then he starts teaching me just how to get in the ring. And he's like, you sat here for three weeks. You learned nothing. And you had the best seat. And what did you learn? I put you in the ring. What did you learn? And now I'm like, oh, my God. I know nothing about professional wrestling, and I thought I knew everything. And it's crawl before you could walk, walk before you run, run before you can fly. Um, right then and there, my mind was blown. And Johnny, who was a, a, sh a shooter for Vince McMahon Sr., he was the guy that tested you out whether you were going to have a career in WWF at the time. He could hurt me. He never tried to hurt me, but he did things to teach me. When finally, when he taught me the art of taking a bump, a flat back where it didn't hurt. And then, okay, now you're going to run the ropes, lock up, do all stuff. You have to graduate. I have seen wrestling schools that now do do that where they have like, I just was at a, a place in Texas. Oh, this is just our practice ring. Uh, we use it for guys. It, it, the ropes are bad, but we use it to help te pe teach people how to chain wrestle. And lock up from the basics. Um, you you want to earn the respect of getting into the ring. Um, and it's also like, you, it's like you're so close, but yet you're so, so far. And that like, honestly, like that hands-on teaching is, is great. If you also look at it as a business, okay, I want to get to the WWE. How can I get to the WWE? And I love also when people say, well, I couldn't move because it's hard. This business is very, very hard. I understand if you have a family, your family is the most important. And while I couldn't move because of my family, that I get. But if you are have no ties or know anything or even like, well, I have a job. Well, what's your job? I work at Amazon. All right. Well, does Amazon not exist in somewhere else? I get all that, but hey, look at where Bully works. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. He's a TNA Hall of Famer. He currently works on television. He has some connections, so he could try to help you out if you get better. Booker T. Booker T's in Houston. Fine, but Booker T also has, he's on NXT. Um, you If you listen to all these podcasts, interviews, all that stuff, uh, Tiffany Stratton knew nothing about wrestling. Her mother knew who Greg Gagne, who did Greg Gagne know? Mr. Anderson. 
So there's all these little connections of how you could get there. And I am not one of those people that, well, for basics or simple, I feel like if if you can't get out of your situation or you can't, but you're as a wrestling school, it's run by somebody who never made it in the industry, but their business has been around for a while and you feel that they're reputable. Or again, it's a business. You could go look on Google how long a business has been there. And then, yes, they will teach you. You're going to pick up their bad habits. Why did that person not make it? But there's plenty of people who were trained because I get that too. Who trained you? Oh, you'll never heard of him. But that person can turn out to produce a good worker. So if your situation where you want to learn bumps and you want to learn all these different things, cool. But then after you maybe get a little bit of seasoning behind you, maybe that's when you could venture out to another school that can help you get along the way and improve and correct your mistakes that you've had. I've pointed out mistakes to people that they made. And like, I'll be talking and be like, how many years you've been in? Like, oh, 17 years. And I'd be like, okie dokie, there's no helping you. Because they're your habits that you can't break 17 years in the business, even four years into the business. And sadly, what Bully has talked about still happens. I I know a girl down in Memphis. This girl's going to make it one day. I know 100% she will. And she got took for her money. And when she told me that story, I got so mad. And then she's like, well, I'm trying to work my way to go to other places. I was like, you're going to be a star. But yes, you got to get rid of all the bad habits that you have. But her her continuation and uh, she's now in a good school down in Memphis uh, and Memphis Championship Wrestling. And she gets reps and she's improving. Yes, Bubba. It's crazy because this just uh, jogged my mind a little bit. Taz uh back in like i don't know two, the late 2000s the finishing school he opened up a finishing school i wonder where he got that idea from but i digress um <laughs> i remember him working with this kid named uh memphis mofo or something like this and the kid had been working for about 10 years and he spent about 3 months with taz and taz was trying to correct his bad habits and Taz got the kid a dark match at TNA. And the kid goes out there and he completely shits the bed. And I'm saying, with no disrespect to the kid, but he had a horrible match. And I remember Taz being furious. And Tommy, you know why Taz was furious. Because Taz would took that as, I'm, I'm the guy who recommended you. How the hell could you have such a bad match? And I walked up to Taz and I said, you can't be mad at that kid. You can't expect three months with you to undo the 10 years of bad habits that he incurred from bad training. It's impossible. It's almost like if you were trained bad from day one and have been working bad for 10 years, you're going to probably need 10 years to work out all of the mistakes and bad habits. That's how instinctual it becomes. That's why you have to be trained as perfectly as possible from day one, because this this art form that we do with our body is is very difficult to do, especially if you have if you lack athletic ability. Well, you that- have to teach your body to not instinctually protect itself, so you can learn how to teach your body 
how to protect itself in the pro wrestling matter. And that was my other question, Bully, like, because I'm sure you see students come in that door and you have to kind of ask yourself, why do you think you would make a good professional wrestler? Like, you have to be an athlete. I mean, you have to be one of the best athletes to be a pro wrestler. So how many times does somebody walk in your door, Bully, that has no athletic ability at all? 50% of the time. Wow. I will ask them, what what have you done athletically in your life? Did you do anything at the intramural level? Did you do anything that involved a coach? Did you play junior high and high school sports? Or sometimes I get, you know, 30-year-olds who come in with, you know, the you know, the idea that they can be pro wrestlers. Or and I I always ask them, what is your athletic background? And the ones who say, well, I really I really didn't do anything in junior high or high school. I don't have an athletic background. I'm like, do you go to the gym? Do you play ball with your friends? What do you do? Well, yeah, I I, I go to the gym. How often? Once a week? Uh, yeah. And that's when it that's when it really I hit them hard with what makes you think you can do this. Now I have to turn a non-athlete into somewhat of an athlete so I can start to teach them how to be a pro wrestler. It's a very, very difficult process. And Dave, I can't tell you the amount of guys and gals that I see occasionally when I do an indie show who can do a moonsault, who can do a 450, who can do a house show dive, who can do all this, but they don't know how to reverse a top wrist lock. When you get a tryout with the WWE or with Impact or or I don't know about AEW, I can tell you this. All they're looking for is that you have a grasp of the basics. They want to know about your foundation. This way they can build a house on your foundation. So, like I said, man, it really starts from the beginning and there are entirely too many schools out there run by nobodies and when i mean nobodies i don't mean they're nobodies as human beings i mean they're nobodies as if they didn't do a damn thing in the wrestling business but a potential student will walk in and this is how it normally goes down the student walks in and there's the owner and trainer of the school uh johnny hotbody who was the GDEFWCW uh, world champion and also had a dark match in 98 against Hunter. And they dangle that in front of uh, prospective students. Oh, yeah, you know, I, had, I, I, had, I was with the Fed. Yeah, I wrestled on Raw one night, blah, blah, blah. And they turn this speck of sand in the Sahara Desert that is their life in the wrestling business into the entire Sahara Desert. They create this perception to the, re the potential wrestling student, like, whoa, you worked with Triple H? You were on Raw? You did this? Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of, but no. And then you hit him with the closer. And the closer is the ring. Because once a potential student sees that thing that they had only seen on TV their entire life that they want to get into so bad, now that ring is, I can touch it. I can see it with my own eyes up front. I can smell it. I can get into it. Boom. They close themselves. And, the, and, and, and 
these owners and trainers just keep taking people's money. And I've seen at every horror story there is to be seen. I am not, I'm in, I'm in business, but I'm not the taking of people's money's business because I got shafted. I want to make sure people that I train don't get shafted. When you come to my school, you ain't having your first match after three months. You're not having your first match after six months. You're spending a year with me. This way, when I finally let you go, when you finally fly away, you are going to have enough tools in your toolbox to give yourself an opportunity to succeed in the wrestling business, not just in the ring, but outside the ring also. Dave, I've walked into the school uh, that Bully had and he's sitting there. He would always close the door or sometimes have it open, but his students would be there. And then I walk in and as soon as I'm walking at the same time, he goes, all right, get out of here. And I, I thought he was talking to me. And he goes, get up, get the fuck out of here. And he kicked a person out. And then another person where he was just like, there are people like, hey, I want to talk to Bully Ray. And he, Bubba, I have literally seen him say, listen, uh, I'm very, very happy you want to pursue this dream. I'm not the trainer for you. So go, go look somewhere else. And, and I've seen that. And yes, there are people that, yes, they want to take their money or they also want to see everybody try to make it, but that's not bully. And every school is different. Every trainer is different. So, um, but it's also, like I said, like, I don't understand again in the world that we live in where we can get all this information. If you're talking to somebody that you've never seen wrestle or like, you know, there, there's still these places you can look up how long the place has been. This business of course is like no other where if I want to go to work at McDonald's, I know my McDonald's is down the road or I've seen my McDonald's down the road. I don't need to worry that McDonald's is just one day I'm going to show up and McDonald's is no longer there. Also, the biggest part is I go to work for McDonald's. They pay me. If I'm paying to somebody to do something, I want to make sure that they're reputable. You know, if you go to a doctor Hey, Doc, I got a pain. You're not going to go to a guy on the street that somebody, you know, oh, yeah, I used to be a doctor, blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing because you are taking your life in your own hands when you're starting to do this. It's Continue. funny. It's funny as you and Bully are talking because I taught communications for about seven years and we would have open houses at the school. And usually potential students would come in with their parents and I would get. Usually the first question from a parent would be, um, when is my son or daughter going to start making money? And then the first question I would get from the potential students, when, when am I first going to get on the air? And right. I would be honest. I would have an open house. And there usually be, be between 25 and 30 potential students in that open house. And I said, if we're lucky, maybe two of the people in this room will actually make it in the world of radio. And as soon as people hear that, they check out, but the people that really truly want to do it, look at that as a challenge, but I'm, I'm upfront and honest. I said, as soon as you graduate here, you're going to work towards an internship. How much money do I make in my internship? Nothing. You don't make any money in an internship, 
but you hope to one day get a job where you're going to go, well, when do I start making real money? It could take years before you start making real money. And that's when you start weeding out the students that actually don't right. want to be there. And then another question I would get is like, well, if you're so good, then why are you teaching at night? Well, the reason why I'm teaching at night is because I have a career and I work during the day. Anybody that's going to be able to teach you during the day, that's probably somebody you want to do a little research on. Because if they're so good, then why are they teaching you <laughs> during the day? But but it's the same thing I would think in wrestling. Like, if I've never heard of the person that's there in front of me talking, well, that's probably the first sign that you know that maybe this this school isn't the right one for you. Uh I find it amazing sometimes when I look up people from like older wrestling, when I'm trying to remember a name that their names don't come up right away. If it's somebody newer and their names are not coming up right away, that should be like warning, warning. Yeah. When, when people ask me again, I also say, finish your education, get your education because you may not make it. Also like same question with bully. Like if these people don't work out or if they don't look athletic. If you think about what is the WWE want with their initiative athletes, they're not looking for the independent wrestler right now. So how do I, if I'm not chosen to be athletic, but then out of that competition, what do they say? You need to go find a wrestling school and try to get better. Well, I have no experience, but I'm an athlete. If you, you know, you think about, if I if I'm a I want to be a, a professional baseball player, I've probably been playing baseball since I'm little league. If I'm a football player, after high school is college. After college is try to get drafted. And if you don't, you gotta try to latch on to a team. If not, there's not a whole other options. There's Canadian Football League, you know, but it, it's these are things. So if you're not starting at in high school, how are you going to expect to start in college? And then how are you going to expect to start in the pros? It's kind of the same like wrestling. Um, you really have to think these things through. This is not for everybody though. You could go to an indie show and see hundreds of people that like, I mean, I, I wrestle on them. Some people are God awful and I don't even think they are trained or, but in their local town, they're heroes. Cool. I, I don't hate on those people. But I will tell people, if you want to take this your career to the next level, you need to do this, this, and this. And a lot of it also is your, I don't want to say your appearance, but like your, if you're severely out of shape or like we talk about L.A. Knight, how everyone mentions his age, I want to say, look how good he looks for yeah. his age. Or even on the opposite end, Sting. Think of what Sting has done in his 60s when he doesn't have to do that. Why? Because he's still keeping up with the times. I mean, there's so many different ways to go about this. But if you're looking at it like uh, I, I want to spend, I want to, I want to beat up my body. And then there's also like, again, there's an age thing. If you want to start like DDP, what's his thing? Well, I was the oldest guy, but he already kind of had his foot a little bit in the door. But if you're thinking of starting this career at 28, you are going to be so far behind the curve because of age. And, you know, you're not going to be able to do things that I can't do things that I could do 
in my 20s, when I was in my 40s, or now that I'm in my 50s, you have to have um, realistic goals to try to get where you were. Like I told you, man, all I wanted was one match. And then after that, I was like, I want another. Then I want this. Then I want that. Because, hey, I'm like, hey, I don't want to be, I want to be, of course I wanted to be WWE champion. That's a whole other level of when, you know, you can say I want to be WWE champion when you're sitting in your bed, but then when you actually get in the ring, it it may not apply. It, there's so many different levels to this, Dave. I mean, and I'm sure Mark's going to have it, his things. There's some really, really good trainers out there um, that never made it. There's some really, really good people out there. There's also some really, really bad people out there. But just do your homework. And if you want you this have you have to take this serious and as a business, you and I interview so many wrestlers. We also we know all the injuries, we know all the stuff. Why why attempt it if you're not gonna take it serious? Exactly. If it's just to have one match, cool. I can have one match with anybody. And Dave, I put you in the ring when you were not qualified to be a referee but I knew you were a capable human to drop down and count to three. And if not, I would never have put you in that situation, but you answered that call. If I wanted to say, Dave, I want you to have a match. I would never say that. Why? Because I know you can't have a match. Yeah. And you also, I remember cause I've refereed twice for house of hardcore. And I remember both those matches that I refereed Tommy you made it very clear what I could and what I could not do. You made that clear to the people who were going to be wrestling in the ring that right. night, right? I mean, because there were those limitations because I've never done it before, and you didn't want me to embarrass myself or the people in the ring or your company, and which I would never do. So there was limitations of what you were actually going to have me do that night. Um, it, it's a fascinating discussion. So, Mark... Outside of the 3D Academy Bully School, what schools out there do you think our potential wrestlers who are listening to the show right now should go to? If I was going to say the best training school in the world, I, I would have to say uh, NXT, but because it's an invitational and they, they pick who they want and they train who they want, that, that don't apply. So um there's probably about 10 and you might be able to throw a couple of other ones in there but i would say uh jay lethal and gang grill at the wrestling lab um jay lethal and, and gang grill both have a great understanding of psychology um they both still get in the ring and they're working the indies and of course, you see Jay Lethal every week on AEW, um, and Dustin Rhodes, you know, right here in Austin, um, really, really good school. He Dustin is one of the calmest, easiest of all the teachers that that I know. Um, Al Snow at OVW, you cannot not mention OVW. I trained at OVW, uh, not with Al, but uh, with Danny Davis and Jim Cornette and my favorite Rip Rogers um, and Harley Races Academy. Every time we do a show in uh, middle America, all the way up to, you know, Minnesota, 
you always have guys that train that Harley race. Um, you know, of course, Harley race is no longer here with us, but his, um, his legacy lives on through the guys that, that coach at, uh, his academy at the race academy and the Funkin' dojo. I trained at the Funkin' dojo with Dory Funk and, uh, I mean, dozens of hall of famers. I was there when, uh, Christian and edge were there. I was there when the Hardys were there, uh, myself and, uh, the list goes on of guys that, that came out of there and, and made it to the big time, uh, Rakishi, uh, out on the West coast. Um, still, still grinding, training a bunch of talent. Um, you can tell by his two sons that, uh, they know what they're doing. Um, I mean, Roman Reigns, you know, you cannot understate, um, what Roman Reigns got being able to come from the Noite family, the wild Samoans, as well as, uh, learning from the rest of his family. I mean, you know, you can't miss with them guys. Uh, Austin Hart um, in Calgary. Uh, whenever we were in Canada, you know, they were like, hey, man, you got to come to Calgary and do a show with us. Um, I, I, I love to get down there. I love to get down there and support. I learned so much uh, in the dungeon and at Brett's house. Um and and there there's uh I mean I I would also go so far as um I wish I knew the name, but Paige's uh family in uh London, like they are one of the premier wrestling families. Uh you see the movie uh that came out about you know fighting with my family. Um but like that, that that's a uh, the wrestling in in London used to be so much grappling, and now you see the entertainment and the guys that you see wrestling in overseas. Um, Darren Young, uh, understated, a coach uh, at the New Japan Dojo in Los Angeles. Um, and all of these things are coming to my head now, uh, but like there, there's a there's there's a way to get trained. You just have to look and sort it out, and and make that career move. Like man, if you live in Texas, uh, move to Austin. If you live in Florida, move to Orlando. Move to Ocala. Uh, if you live in in on the on the West Coast, go find Rakishi. You know, I mean, like if you live in St. around St. Louis, move to St. Louis, go to Harley Race School. Like you can't go wrong. You know, uh, uh, Johnny Rides trained a lot of guys. And I'm sure that, you know, uh, as you, Bully and Tommy mentioned that school, so I'm not going to get on it. But um, the the you have to study yourself. The The greatest school is right at your computer. You have access to the history of pro wrestling. Um, Jim Cornette was the one that said the only way that you're going to succeed in this business is, you know, the history of it. And that's what I did. I, I just reached down and said, you know what? 
Um, I'm going to study. I had so many VHS tapes at the time, hundreds of, of tapes stacked up. And Jim would give us the cliff notes to the history of wrestling in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And then you had to go look it up yourself. And uh, he invited people to come to his house and look at his archive. I mean, Jim Cornette got real to real, VHS, beta, <laughs> disc, you name it, he had it. So um, you have to do it yourself. And uh, the studying in, in itself, um, I feel like that's the real way to go. Great lesson for the Busted Open Nation. Thanks again to our Masters of the Ring, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer. Don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star rating. We want to hear from you. Also, if you want to see what you've been hearing, subscribe to our YouTube page. That's right. Go to YouTube, subscribe to our page. Also, hit that notification bell so you're always notified of new videos that are posted. And listen, we're live Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. For myself, Dave LaGreca. For Bully Ray. For Tommy Dreamer. For Mark Henry. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.